play, play as fuck up. We record now, nigga. <laughs> All right. Play, play, well, play, to, play as fuck up. I'm about to go live like right now then. All right. I was waiting on the shit to say live. Welcome to Pods as usual, episode 31. I am here. Ronnie is here. Fee is here. Powered by the kids. Crowns.com. Please follow us on Twitch. Please. Please follow us on Twitch. Please. We're trying to get off the, the YouTube narcotic. Um, Fee, did you, did you hear what we talked about or are you just going to go with the flow? Yeah, I, uh, I seen a little bit. Of it, but I <laughs> the flow, man. <laughs> Nigga been playing that Madden all day today. <laughs> I, so I, I log on on my lunch break if I don't have nothing to do and I'll like I'll like play some Ghost of Tsushima because I already beat the game. I'm just uh, clearing out the island of all the Mongols and shit. And yeah, when I logged on at three, well, two central was seeing this nigga on Madden. I was like, oh damn, this <laughs> nigga, <laughs> <laughs> this nigga on it, man. But yeah, um, so we 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 got a couple topics today. Both of, both of whom are which which you want to start with? You you want to start with? The, should we start with the NBA because it's more pertinent, and then go into my Batman? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 start with the NBA first. All right, so uh, I'm kind of conflicted on this. The NBA did some shit on uh, what was that Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday, the Milwaukee Bucks blindsided everybody and decided to go on strike. Um, which I was for. Like I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. bravo to these brothers. Um. Mm-hmm. The league went into crisis mode, and they postponed some games. And to make a long story short, the league co-opted the strike and flipped it into a positive to make themselves look better, like they always do. As, as they always do. And uh, kind of erase what the Milwaukee Bucks did. But now there's been reports. I need to pull this up on Twitch. There's been reports coming out of what um, of what the Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, of what the NBA has asked for in light of. The league co-opted the strike. Uh, has has asked for in light of you know the demands because basically on Thursday, not even twenty four hours after the fact, um, the players said, "Ah, we're we're resuming the season," like sixteen hours after mm-hmm. the fact. Two two shifts at two shifts at the job, these niggas folded without even asking for nothing, which shocked me. But uh, what 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 was you guys' reaction to um? You know what? What Milwaukee initially tried to do, and you know before, you know we thought the league might be in jeopardy, or the season might be in jeopardy. Like, what was you guys' reaction to like them just canceling all the games for that day? So here, here's the thing: I really respect the Milwaukee Bucks for what they decided to do. The teams that follow behind them, um, I felt like it was more so of like, well, we we can't play now. So my my question is: Were they really all the way in when they decided not to play? Because um, just the next day they decided, hey, we're gonna continue the playoffs. So with that being said, to have like such a quick turnaround, the next the next issue that pops up and you try to pull something like this, the league or just is just gonna be like, well, if we sit tight and wait it out, we'll be cool. So basically, long story short, is what I'm trying to say is um, it, th- that was ineffective to to have such a quick turnaround and come right back and say, okay, we are going to continue. And the thing that the league, um, it just came out today, the thing that the um, the league um, say they will do in support of this, 
Um, I feel like a very baseline issue is things they should have been doing in the first place. If you have a big arena in a major city that's funded by taxpayers, then yeah, that should be a place where people could go vote, a large venue like that. So these are very, very baseline things that they should have been doing in the first place. And um, yeah, the, the players, for a second there, I was like, oh, the players realize they have the power now, but I, they, fo- they folded it really quick, man. Really quick. Um, initially, I was excited for it. I was like, you know, props to them for stepping up, especially uh, especially Milwaukee. You could see the and we're here from the bubble that they was visibly frustrated. And then these are people who have been quarantining away from their family for a couple months. And being somebody that's deployed, I understand when something is going on back home and you can't comfort your loved ones like you probably would make be quick to make such a rash decision, which I think it was, they was just caught up in the moment. I, but I think they should have stuck to their guns. Like once you, like once you climb up, climb out there, I think you just got to like man up and stick with it. Otherwise you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have did it in the first place. Cause you gave, right. you gave people, gave people false hope, man. So I'm a little disappointed that they, that they folded. I was, especially for people like LeBron and Kawhi, like I was really hoping that LeBron would just be like, "Nah, fuck it, I'm not playing." Because I think that I think that gives your legacy greater impact than winning a title ever will. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> when I go go ahead, you finish. No, no, no. Okay. Um, what initially, and I said this right after it happened. I said I, I hate that the league has stepped in because it's ter- I, I and I hate that the Magic refused to accept the victory. Because postponing games is nothing. No. You know, I have people asking me, like, well, what does canceling do? Well, if you cancel the game, that's lost ad revenue. That's frustrating for your TV partners, for your advertising partners. Like, there's a lot that happens. And when the league starts losing money, they can start applying pressure. More pressure than what they were doing. But the NBA, of course, people look at it as a progressive league. It's a player's league. They came in and said, no, well, we'll just postpone it. Like, that's a minor inconvenience for TNT and right. ESPN and, and the NBA team. That's a minor inconvenience. They're going to get back that ad revenue. They're, they're going to get, and, and I hated that for the Bucks because I felt like what they did was so courageous and mm-hmm. everybody else backing out. It was kind of like when you see people kneeling now. Like when Cap started it, it was controversial. Yeah, because like, he was out there by himself. Yeah, it wasn't popular to do so. Milwaukee was like, we're not doing this. And then as the league saw, oh, people aren't. Like, people are mad at this, but our core fan base is with it. Okay, let's spin this into a positive. And we'll, And for me, it was just like like hearing, hearing LeBron, like Fee said, hearing, hearing LeBron say, I'm, I'm out. And the Clippers players walking out. And for not even 24 hours later for them to fold again, it was just like, like LeBron, seriously, like, we, and, and let's be clear. Let's, 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 let's lay out all the facts. The bubble exists. So back when Kyrie was saying we shouldn't be down there in the bubble, we're not going to do anything. And all the players were like, well, yeah, we need to use our platform. And here we are a month later, and the player's platform hasn't done shit to prevent this from happening. People were looking at Kyrie like he was crazy. And there were people mm-hmm. like, you know, I listen to Bomani Jones' podcast regularly. He's like, Ky- you can't listen to Kyrie. Kyrie's the wrong messenger for this. And it's like, Kyrie was right. So, number one, everybody owes Kyrie right. an apology. But the reason why Kyrie was so repudiated so quickly by the veteran players who have pulled in the Players Association, reportedly, namely Chris Paul, is because if the players did not return and complete the season, the owners were 100% going to nuke the, the current CBA 
and probably screw the players over, like rake them over the mm-hmm. coals in the next negotiation. And the veteran players were like, hey, man, this money is too important for us to not be out here playing. We should have told you everything that you needed to know about the, the players in this league. They care about this money. And that was reportedly why the, the everybody backed off so quick was because they was like they got reminded like, hey, man, if we don't do this, they're going to screw us over on the CBA. The salary cap next year is going to be drastically different. We're not about to be making as much money as we thought we was making. And to me, it's what I refer to as the devil's bargain. It's what you see Jay-Z doing. Mm-hmm. You see these people who think, well, if I just get enough money, I can change all the ills in, in, in my community. And it never works like that. It never works. If it worked like that, black people would have been out of this the first time there was a black billionaire. You cannot erase what the, the, the issues within this country by making more money as a black person. You can't. They're not going to let you do that. The system is not built that way. And the one thing you learn as a black person is when you reach a threshold, there's always another white person with more money uh, in the next right. room. So as long as you keep trying to get into that next room, you get into that next room and you realize, oh, it's more money over here. You get into that next room and you realize, oh, it's more. So until you're sitting there with Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, there's always going to be somebody else in that next room. And so what the, the the players have to learn they're dealing with is you're dealing with 28 white billionaires, a Chinese billionaire, and a black billionaire who has never been known for his social justice stances. What did y'all think was going to happen? Like mm-hmm. you have to cap is different because cap was actually willing to give up. He gave he gave up everything. He gave up everything. That is why he will go down as a legend. And as Fee said, LeBron stepping out of this is saying, screw the ring. I'm going I have enough money to make change now. Fuck it. That does way more for his legacy than, than winning the ring potentially does here. Like people already have in their minds made up on the court with him versus Jordan. There isn't shit else he can do to change people's minds in that argument. He is where he is. You you have him where you have him ranked. But him stepping off, that puts him up there. And Bill Russell was kind of trying to say that on right. Twitter. You've seen him tweeting about it. That puts him up there with the whole other legacy of people, with the Ali's of the world, with Bill Russell, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, like you, you see he gets shown in a whole different light, but... Nah, and I get it. I get it. You, you it, they're doing it for the guy for the for the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth man on on because their money is really who's affected if the salary cap goes down. But still, you got to stand for something. But okay, so I got I got two things to say with that. First of all, like a lot of people say, like is and you hear this from like both sides. Like a lot of people say it's just sports. What will sitting out cause? Well, when you have one co-owner of a team that's the DeVos family, Betsy DeVos. And if you look at the NFL, you have people like Woody Johnson, who's been appointed um, an ambassador. Like you have direct pipelines to the presidency, to people that could change policy. Like you can like sitting out not only hurts the pockets of those people, but it then gets him to listen. Like, okay, what the hell do you want? Also, the thing about Brian is the most confounding thing ever because he's like for all intents and purposes, LeBron is a is a is a great human being. Like, let's just put that out there. Like, but at the same time, with the person that he tries to be in the public, like he needs to put it's time for him to put action behind that. Nobody would be calling for him to do this if he wasn't trying to put himself out there as that type of person. Right. He he, so, he tries to paint himself as like Kareem. And it's like you gotta understand when you look at the things LeBron's outspoken about. It's shit that's already unpopular. 
LeBron does not go against popular public opinion. He didn't do it against China. He didn't like people like people were talking about, oh, man, what about China? He didn't speak out against China. It's like, yo, you're missing one glaring one. He didn't say shit about Tamir Rice in his own mm -hmm. backyard. Why? Because like I need the facts first. Mm -hmm. he, I well, he and to this day, he's never said anything. Like, mm -hmm. to my knowledge, he has never spoken on that. Never. And it's because he did not want to piss off the Cleveland Police Department. He knew that it was not beneficial to him in his life to piss off the police department where he lived at. So he said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I need more information. While he had sons of that age at that time when that happened. So it's like you, you got to look at him and understand he picks and choose targets that are already soft. LeBron is never going to do anything to fuck up his money. That's why I was shocked. When they said him, him and Kawhi were the ones who who led their teams out of the uh, meeting and was like, "Yeah, we're done." Like we, I was like, "Yo, I'm I'm shocked." Yeah, I but was he like, folded he, right afterwards. He folded, yeah. I, I think, like, like I, I say this in jest, but I'm halfway serious. I think Kawhi just walked out because he's ready to go home. But but no, seriously, <laughs> man. On the, on a lighter note, I just seen this, and then we can go back to this. I seen this video earlier on BroBible.com. Where Kawhi is cussing out Reggie Jackson because Reggie Jackson had the ball, I think near the end of the third yeah, quarter, yeah. and turned it over. And Kawhi, like, hey, I didn't give you, the, I didn't give up the ball for you to do that shit. That shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was like, oh, okay, but yeah, he he probably is ready to get up out of there with them niggas. Yeah, but yeah, it's I don't know, man. I I I understand the situation the players are in. My thing is just stop holding yourself out there. Like they ain't got shit on what the WNBA's done. Oh no! Like they have nothing on what the WNBA. The NBA has so much more to lose because they're not getting anything exactly. in the first. Exactly. It like the and, Go ahead, Fee. I'm also gonna say shout out to Kyrie for helping pay for some of them lady salaries. Like he, like as much as slack as people giving Kyrie, he's like really the man. Like everything that you want out of LeBron, that's what we're begin we're being given from Kyrie. Kyrie I know Kyrie he was, was hurt and wasn't gonna be in the bubble. Yeah. But like he's he's really the one like like moving shit, like making shit happen. And I know he say some nutty shit like Earth is flat type shit, but yeah. <laughs> look at what like look at what he's doing. Like like if I'm not mistaken, didn't isn't he the one who like handed out the I can't breathe shirts, but everybody gave LeBron the credit for wearing them? Like he Kyrie has been about this. Like he has been kind of like it, it, people get distracted because he's he he says like he said he says some nut ass shit. He's irritable. All he wants to do is hoop. But like he's really been the person who's like out here putting money. Like he said straight up, like yo, let's just create our only. Mm -hmm. And while that's easier said than done, because you need infrastructure, you need but. Like let, let me just this is just the way my brain works, people. I, my brain goes down rabbit holes. But let's just say Michael Jordan has a shitty franchise, right? Let's say Michael Jordan just suddenly puts the Hornets up for sale. Nobody would bat now. He's like, you know what? I'm not good at this thing. I love the city of North Carolina. I, I mean, I love the state of North Carolina. I love the city of Charlotte. They deserve much better than what I have to offer with what this team has done. Somebody like David Tepper comes in, buys it. Boom. Jordan takes that money. LeBron is a billionaire as well, or is on his way to being a billionaire. And they just decide, you know what? Them and a few other rich people, Magic Johnson, we're going to put up money for our own league. Mm -hmm. Would the money be the same? No. But do you think that ESPN and Turner, if all of the big stars in the NBA were suddenly said, like, screw this, 
I just clapped the net. If uh, <laughs> if all the stars in the NBA walked out and went to that other league, do you honestly think ESPN and TNT wouldn't be putting up the money to go get that league on TV? Do you not? Look at, look at look at how quickly Ice Cube got like serious TV money for the Big Three, and this is and this is for a three hundred three tournament league. Washed up, or even, or, or even look at uh the what was it the USFL um and the uh the XFL. the XFL like the XFL has came around twice because people in this country are so thirsty to watch sports that mm-hmm. if you take any of the three major sports and you make another league and you can put it on ESPN, you're gonna make money. It's gonna be it's going to be profitable and people are going to watch it. So the NBA players most definitely could make their own league and have their own rules. Easily. Like they, like now, now they run into some issues as far as like arenas, where are they going to play? Because again, they, there, there's not infrastructure set up for this, but if they did it, I don't think, I don't think the NBA owners would lock them out of like playing in their arenas. If they're like, yo, we're going to do, we're going to do a traveling thing or we're going to do this, what we're going to point is they could do it very easily. And there's enough black billionaires out here who are so-called for the movement that they could set up their own league without any of these issues. And Kyrie said that and people called him crazy, but it's like, I'm looking at Kyrie and I'm like, you know what? You're, you're 100% correct. If, Mm -hmm. if, if just half of the top players in the NBA left, they'd have, they'd have a real fighting chance. Because think about it, like you have, like if you created a league where the top prospects in the country could come straight out of high school and go straight to that league where they could earn the salary, it may not be as handsome off the bat as an NBA salary, but but they want to play and they want to buy because um, they take a half a mil to go to the G League. Exactly. So so if you set up a league with like that would like basically like this is the purpose of this league we like it's it's basically like a like a pro aau league like and then and then you're able to draw in some um maybe some like second or third year guys that are like like would typically be in the g league work them in like it could it could work and um i like this is a quick aside but um after we're done with this um turn on netflix and watch high flying bird because that movie is awesome and it talks about what we're talking about now but anyway but yeah but yeah I, I do think that's not the craziest idea it's it's crazy because like we have been programmed and we can't envision anything outside of the boundaries that have been set so when people say stuff like that like like it's crazy that somebody like brun can say like okay i have enough power to actually think like to actually make this happen if I want to, but he's still thinking in the realms of like, oh, this is the system and I have to work within the system. I'll give you another example, just in digital media from, from this. Uh, it came out that Button was talking about how Spotify like screwed them over in their deals. They weren't getting their bonuses. He, he, he helped get people like Bill Simmons a quarter of a billion dollars and he doesn't feel like he's being paid. And he, one of the things he says in his rant is, I come from the music industry. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why you got screwed. Because yeah. you're still you're the dude who made it possible for rappers to be on the Internet ba- full time, basically. Like he carved out that lane way before it was popular and he mm-hmm. never figured out I don't need a label. I can go do this on my own. But he kept running to labels and all these people with money because he's like, you know what? I, I need somebody to give me money. I need security. And that's basically what it is with these guys. It's the NBA has the money. They have the TV deal. So we're going to keep on playing by their rules instead of saying, you know what? Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. I, I, we can go do this for maybe not the same money, but we can still go do this for big money and still make still make money and take care of our families for the rest of our lives without being under the thumb and making a bunch of people who, who are whose ideals run counter to our interests as a community and as people 
keep making them rich. Go ahead, for you look like. Yeah, and and it's, it's it's funny that you say that because because yeah. it's crazy that somebody like Joe Budden who thought he needed a record deal and got screwed over would then sign to uh, uh, basically a streaming platform and the same thing happened because what is stopping somebody like him right now to create his own website, create his own app where you can only listen to his podcast there. Like what is stopping somebody like him from doing that? So or even just, or even just be partnering with YouTube or Twitch, like look at the guy he hates so much logic. logic. You can, you mm-hmm. can take your podcast and go get, if you really want the money that bad, you can go to Twitch and get your seven figure deal, maybe even eight at this point, and then you still can get all the benefits that Twitch has to offer you, which getting half for your subscribers, like running ads, like ad revenue. Do y'all see this fucking comment in here? Yeah, I don't know Shut what that is. Shut your stupid ass up, nigga. <laughs> yeah, about I don't know. Fist. I don't know what that is. Fucking dummy. Shut up, nigga. But yeah, but yeah we're, we go, we're going to see with that one. Bro. <laughs> But don't yeah, even, nah, I don't even know it. It's, it's too, and, and like one of the things that like he he's talked about this like I, I haven't listened to that podcast in like a year and a half now. But one of the things that that uh, that he talked about was um, how much he like didn't want to like go the ad based route to make money. But it's like, well, nigga, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do, nigga. Like, but even still, like my thought, the way he was setting it up was like. Oh, we're going to do this uh, Spotify thing. We're going to get in. We're going to learn their infrastructure. We're going to take this money and then we're going to turn around and we'll be straight afterwards. And it's like they didn't do none of that. They spent two years waiting on the bigger offer to come through instead of saying, "Okay, you know what? Let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. And it's like now they just back out here where they was two years ago, maybe with a little extra bread in their pocket. And it's like, nah, man, that's just not that's not a that's not a good idea. Like if you're going to sell out with the intention of going big later, take their money and their resources and build something for yourself. All right. Like, it's not, like, it's harder for, like, the NFL to do. It's harder for them to do some shit like that. But for basketball, for if you're a creator, if you're any type, like, now is the time to, like, go out here and get this money in a way that you're not going to be tied to anything. Because you can put it, like, look at us. We're, we're putting our own podcast on the internet. We ain't quite figured out a way to make a bunch of money off of it yet, but we getting it. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to start embezzling. Like I'm ready to start. But like, I mean, but like one like of the I don't know y'all. But like one of the things we've always joked about is like if somebody came to us for the sellout, hell yeah, I'd sell out for a little bit of money. <laughs> but best believe that when that's over with, <laughs> I will have learned something and gained something of value other than that money. So yeah, I, 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 I. I I understand why the NBA players did it, but as I as I said on Twitter the other day, stop acting like you bout it when you not bout it. Ain't nobody asking you to give up a bunch of money. You out here volunteering, acting like you just you're these big time social activists who are about it, but you not. And y'all ain't willing to sacrifice nothing. And if you not, that's cool. Just go play ball. Like all this talk yeah, of, I mean. I'm not going like people we had already come to terms with that y'all was in the bubble and that y'all was playing even though I agree with Kyrie when he said they shouldn't be playing I'm like no you shouldn't because every time somebody if you die on Tuesday and LeBron play on Wednesday all the fuck they're gonna be talking about on Thursday morning sports shows is LeBron's game good or bad they're gonna analyze the shit out of that so when I, they shouldn't have been playing but now that you're playing 
just fucking play, bro. Like, don't don't be stopping and then not don't give nobody like don't give nobody no hope, bro. No false hope. Like you you stopping. Oh, we gonna walk out of the game, but then you come back on Saturday and you gonna be you got a full schedule Saturday. Niggas ain't missing a fucking beat. So y'all got two extra days of rest, bro. Like. And my thing was, if you're going to do that, go to the mats for something tangible. Like, I mm-hmm. thought that they at least had enough sense to be like, hey, we'll back off. But first, we need y'all to we need y'all to agree to not nuke the CBA. Because the the, the, the the elephant in the room in all this is the owners can still nuke the CBA after the season if they want to. Right. So they right. might have done all this, sold out, and the owners still be like, yeah, now nah, we still finna rake y'all over the coals. For this next day, and, and then y'all gonna be sitting there looking like, well, we did everything that we were supposed to do and crying, what was me? But when you had the power in your hand and you had the leverage, you ain't getting nothing tangible for it. Like, yeah, the the voting in the arenas, that's great. Although I saw some some voting expert tweeting like, hey, they're gonna need to separate this out by precinct. Like, the, 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 this isn't as simple as 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 it seems, but it's a start. But it's like y'all came out here to do all this for no say puede uh, on your jersey and enough. And Black Lives Matter painted on the court and kneeling before games and video tributes and montages. And the shit still happened while you was here. Your platform don't mean shit. That's why I hate when they say, well, yeah, we got a platform here and we need to use it. Your platform ain't doing shit. Because the people who are doing this either ain't watching or don't give a damn about what you have to say. You can't keep trotting Black Lives Matter out in front of people if they don't care about it. Like they they have been desensitized to that word, so, or mm-hmm. that phrase, that hashtag. They don't care about what you have to say. How many times are people been tweeting arrest the murderers of Breonna Taylor in creative ways for the past three six months, and ain't shit happened? You yeah, need it's not thick, no. You need tangible action. These words and these platforms do not mean a thing if you ain't getting tangible action behind it. But oh, and the the boycott. Or yeah, the boycott would have worked because the billionaires have money and they love getting money. So when you start going inside their pockets and causing mm-hmm. them to mess up the money, then they can go in their local area. Like for instance, the Milwaukee owner could go put pressure on the fucking Milwaukee DA. Like, hey man, I'm losing money because of this shit. You need to fucking make something happen, or we're gonna get you the fuck up out of here this next election. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what people don't understand about the power of money. People are like, What is boycotting gonna do? I'll tell you what boycotting is do. If you boycott in Cleveland and the Cleveland police chief and DA and sheriff and all them people in Cleveland is fucking up, then you put pre- then the owners gonna go put pressure, like, hey, we funded your campaign. I've been giving you a lot of money. Nigga, my people ain't happy, so you're not living up to your end. We about to get you the fuck up out of here. You too comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's what boycotting do, and people do not under understand. Somebody said, "I, I don't understand how boycotting works." Like boycotting has never worked. Like, uh, excuse me, where were you in history? <laughs> my you government know, bus, my government bus boycotts, lie. nigga. Exactly. I said, uh, I, I said, bro, um, boycotts have worked. Whenever you boycott the black, whenever the black dollar decides that it doesn't want to spend with the white company, collectively, you miraculously get get changes. So. Happens Boycott quick. definitely would have worked. It works, and not only does it work, but that like the other thing that people have to understand is like when when uh, the riots popped off after George Floyd, and people were like, well, "What is this going to change?" Colorado has in, basically ended qualified immunity for their police officers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all like, understand how immediately big, that is big. Like that is huge. Milwaukee City, I mean uh, Minneapolis City Council voted to uh, disband their police department and reform it. 
stuff works. People start burning shit up and companies are like, hey, man, we losing money. You got to hit people in the pockets where where it hurts. Like stuff happens because of violence and people losing money. The, the color that matters most in this country is green. Yeah, this is a, a capitalistic society. Everybody wants to find as many ways as possible to make money. So if you start hurting them where they're making their money, then you will see a change like every every single time. What, what is what is the one demographic that companies are afraid to get on the wrong side of in this country? LGBTQ. Because if you offend one of them, by and large, yo, the only people who have come out unscathed from pissing off that community is Chick-fil-A. But everybody else, because they lar largely, because, and you think about it, Tim Cook, president of Apple, Ellen DeGeneres, even though she's had her issues, one of the biggest uh, faces on TV. Those are people you don't want to get on the wrong side of because they leverage their power together, by and large. And where we have to do better is when, when we can, when people piss us off and when people do stuff that's counter to our interests as a community, we stop spending money with them. But people can't do that. Like, I, it pisses me off when people be like, when people would get on there, like uh, when uh, people were boycotting the NFL and you would see niggas tweeting shit like, damn, I don't know what niggas going to do on Sunday. I don't give a damn if they call me a nigga. I'm still going to watch this football. Or when niggas would say but, shit but like, like I, 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 like, I've told this story before. I've given up the NFL and my life, like, it, you, you're not going to miss it. Yeah, um, not. And, I'm, and, and I'm not even telling you to boycott the NFL. I'm just saying, personally, I yeah, can't. And like, that's the thing. It. It's like, it, I don't care if you decide. Like, when I boycotted the NFL, it was because, oh, this is this is a principle thing to me. I'm boycotting the NFL because of my own principles. I refuse to support this. I ain't telling niggas to go do that. You do what makes sense for you, but but and, and, and I I didn't say this out loud, but if even if you want to watch the NFL, just just watch a stream. Don't give them your money. That too. I mean, oh yeah, I, I definitely stream. I don't have I don't have no cable. I stream all NFL games. That's specifically the red zone. I I get to the end on this laptop right here. We get to the end yeah. during the NFL season. Yeah, like there there's ways around that shit, but the, the like that's why I hate the whole we are not our ancestors shit. Even though even though it's a a subset of black people, mostly the the people who found out they were black in 2014. Uh, the, 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 the new ass blavity blacks who be saying that bullshit but our ancestors like the Montgomery bus boycott lasted for over a year that was the primary source of transportation for black people mm -hmm. in that city and they the was walking miles to get everywhere with mm -hmm. no fucks given to like, prove a point and because you, know, you are you are absolutely right you are not your ancestors they're they're built different they like, was built not... way different than you niggas. <laughs> they're a bit way different like you the niggas would be on the timeline like well if chick-fil-a ever called me a nigga i'll still be eating that spicy chicken sandwich all right cool you you just show yeah you're not your ancestors you have no fucking principles whatsoever but that's fine you don't have to have principles just shut the fuck up when niggas with principles is talking that's all i ask of these niggas Shut the fuck up when niggas with principles is talking and trying to do something. I, I mean, and like I had this conversation with other people like we as black people, we're probably all guilty of um, going somewhere and spending money with people we know we shouldn't be spending money with because they might provide a great service and you don't want to get that great service up. But as a community, we have to get better at like, hey, this is a great service, but they're not for my people. I don't need to be spending mm -hmm. money with them. Like we at, collectively, we have to do better at, at doing that. Like I, I go to Chick-fil-A, I go to Publix, like they have great services, 
but I've also seen things that is probably not too friendly towards black people, but the service is A1. So I just tell myself, oh, it's okay because the service is A1 as opposed to going to Walmart or something like. Now, the, one, the only thing I will say about Publix is the fact that their employees largely own their company. Like, yeah, them racist-ass owners do, but a lot of people, including black people, would get fucked over if, like, public stock took a took a spin. So, I mean, and that, and that might be me rationalizing that to myself. It could be. But, like, yeah, it, it's a, but if, if it came down to it and it was like, hey, you got to give up Publix for the revolution, <laughs> then them niggas gone. Like... <laughs> <laughs> No, no more chicken tender subs. Yeah, my yeah, guy. Them chicken tender subs. <laughs> the, the game is the game. It, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If 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 it came down to that, I I, I give it up for my people. But yeah, man, I, I I'm glad the NBA players got something. But I wish they would have insulated themselves from this happening after the season because I 100% feel like the players are going to to get screwed over even though they put themselves through this hell for this bubble mentally and emotionally separated from their families dealing with all this shit playing every other day being cooped up in a hotel like I feel like the owners are still going to screw them over and they did this for nothing and they should have at the very least either made a statement or use this time to get something tangible saying we are not going to do this to y'all if it continues because the owners can still do it I don't and know owners what may, may may do it just to be petty, just to you know, just say okay, let's show them that, that we actually have the power. Yeah, just just to uh, remind just to remind them yeah. niggas of where they places at, and it's like you won't have did all this and not have done nothing. Any, I my one hope is that someone like LeBron doesn't look back on a moment like this ten years from now and be like, damn, I could have did something big, mm-hmm. and. Oh. I didn't. Or if if they do, if the owners do get on that bullshit. I wouldn't even come back to the negotiation table. I would just be getting with people who have money and trying to get our own league started. Like that's the next option. Like, cause the, like what the players don't realize well, what the owners really don't realize is that they need players and they need all the good players more than the players need them. Like the yeah, players, you need, you need the talent. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you need that. Like and basketball, and in Rome, you, you, basketball, and I'm going to say, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm gonna say in Rome, like they don't want to see the they don't want to see the mediocre gladiators. Like nigga, you coming to see that nigga in the in the Coliseum? Like you want to see LeBron? Like you don't want to see a, a, a whole a whole league of Dallas uh, of the Dallas Mavericks? And we seen that nigga, before the ABA and the NBA merged. That ain't good basketball. Nobody want to see that shit again. And, like and, and I had to say, yeah, that was the point that I was about to make. Is basketball is not football people will watch almost any level of football good or bad people will not watch bad basketball but bad yeah bad basketball really sticks out like low major mid to low major basketball games in college are not that good like Like even even just even just watching the chicago bulls play like not good like nobody wants to see bad basketball sorry watching the charlotte hornets play not good (laughs) i watch them Cause I like basketball that much, but most people like. There's a reason I was able to sit damn near courtside for like thirty bucks <laughs> last season watching a playoff team play the Hornets. Cause them them niggas is trash, <laughs> and don't nobody want to see Terry Rozier airballing forty foot threes. Like that's that's not what people want to fucking see. <laughs> like <laughs> scary, scary. <laughs> scary t- like people don't want to see that. So yeah, the players have the power. This is LeBron, KD, Kyrie. Kawhi and a few of them other top names all exit the fucking league. 
White people love Luca, but that ain't gonna be enough to carry this fucking lead. Not in the slightest. Not in the fucking slightest. But yeah, man. Uh, I, I I hope they figure it out. Um, I guess we'll transition to. Oh, before I forget, uh, Wade Brown of Huntsville put out a song tonight. That shit is fire. It's called Miss Mocha. Very uh, late nineties D'Angelo vibes. Okay. On that motherfucker. It's also featuring a uh, Wichita Slim. Uh, who's I forget where he's from. He's from, he's from Alabama too. Um, yeah, Wichita Slim is from shit, shit, shit. Because he was at Selma. That. I think he, I think he's from Selma. Yeah, he from I know he's from somewhere down the three three mm-hmm. three four way. But I I know you laugh, but that nigga he was at the same show that we saw Wade Brown at. That nigga actually can rap like he. No, Wichita Slim well, has done some songs with um this rapper in my hometown who's actually really nice. And um, but nah, he he's good. Wichita Slim is really good. If I if, if I his name is, is Wichita Slim and he's from Alabama, I thought he was. About he's to from Selma. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was about to be from Kansas, but this man is from Alabama. Okay. Yeah, nah. When I heard him, I was like, "Oh, this nigga must be from." And then I heard him rap. I was like, "Oh no, this nigga's from Alabama." Nah, he, <laughs> he, he from he from. But you got you got to remember from Dallas like, County. Alabama has all those uh, Native American like names. Mm-hmm. Uh, for places, so I mean, there might be like a Wichita something down near where he's from. Like it might be a creek, or a street, or a township, or something. I mean, motherfucking Utah, E U T A W. That's mm-hmm. most definitely uh, Kusa. All that shit, almost mm-hmm. all that shit is named after uh, Native American shit. So it's definitely possible. But yeah, check that out, man. It's, it's uh, late nineties D'Angelo vibes. Um, Wade Brown is is one of my favorite. He's a dope rapper and a dope singer. Like he 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 does it all really really well. Like that nigga is nice. Um, <clears throat> transitioning to our second topic, DC fan don't feed you. Uh, catch any of the the DC shit on Twitter? You probably did. <laughs> He's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I seen what people posted like that Batman uh, that y'all were talking about the other we, day. We, I we, we, we gonna we gonna save that one for for last. Yeah, because AJ got some takes and I do too. So yeah. <laughs> but anyways, DC fandoms last Saturday. Um, DC basically rolled out what's coming forward in the next twelve months. Um, you know, a lot, lot of, lot of dope stuff. We got some Snyder cut footage, uh, <clears throat> Wonder Woman eighty four trailer, um, update on the Flash, Flashpoint movie, um, updates on what's gonna happen with the, the DC universe, HBO Max shows. Uh, the comic books, all the realignment. Like we did find out that they're relaunching the Milestone universe, which if you don't know, Milestone is the black imprint that gave us Static Shock, Icon and Rocket, Hardware, like all mm. of those titles. Like that came from Milestone. And so they're relaunching. And, and let, let, me, let, me, let me cut in here. Um, I, there are a lot of people that started reading comics recently. And a lot of those people are calling for you know, black content, black representation. When Milestone drops, put put your dollar behind it. Yep. Like, like seriously, when when Milestone drops, because I, I will say this: like this, this is a major, major deal that Milestone is coming back. So, so when very major. So when they drop, put your money behind it. Like that's all I want to say. And I don't know if people understand like how big of a deal Milestone was. Like in mm-hmm. the early nineties. Like a group of five black comic writers and artists got together and just said, fuck it, we're launching our own universe. Like it came out around the same time as Wildstorm, which uh, which was launched by Jim Lee, 
who is now the chief creative officer uh, at, at DC. But, like, it was five black dudes who, like, left the comics they were at and said, fuck it, we're creating our own superhero universe. And the shit caught on and took. Like, mm-hmm. if you like Young Justice, if you like Static Shock, like, that, that's all heavily influenced by the Milestone comic book run. And, because I think it was Kid Cudi that came out and was like, can we get some black superheroes without black in the name? And it's like, nigga. Do you know I, how many black superheroes I, there are? I, I have 30 here. Do you do you want to know? Them? Like yeah. there are mad black superheroes out here, but the problem is when they drop, people don't give a damn. You had a black a, a young black woman starring in the Iron Man title and shit lasted maybe a year. Yeah, and people were so hungry and and once again like this isn't me like wagging my finger at you, but people were so hungry for Black Panther content. Black Panther dropped three different books at the same time and two of them got canceled immediately. So like put like these creators are putting their their life into this so like like really support it like if you if you want to see it support it that's the only way it stays around Bat- batman had a black sidekick that shit didn't last long that was a limited run that got canceled batman and the signal duke thomas they're they're out here they're giving them to you mm-hmm. y'all, yeah. y'all y'all niggas just ain't paying paying the shit no fucking attention like you you want it and, and, and this is my issue with a lot of these like newfound comic book fans. Like, you know, a lot of people were like, man, you're such a hipster. Why don't you want people enjoying this shit? When I was mad about all the new fucking fans when Black Panther came out. <clears throat> and it's because I've been around and been and Fee can tell you I've been into this shit since I was a fucking kid. I just never stopped. Like I've been like I used to bring toys to school. I used to read my friends used to bring comics to school and I would read them shits. Like I've been into this since I was eight or nine years old. And there's plenty of these characters out here, but it's like these people wait until shit is popular before they want to jump on and then they want to dictate mm-hmm. the way the shit's supposed to go. And it's like, no, you can't do you need to be here from the ground level and support this shit. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're able to get say so and, and determine what titles drop and, and what goes where. But you can't just show up because Ryan Coogler made a Black Panther movie and immediately expect, well, give me more black characters when it's like they've been dropping for the last 20 some odd years and you niggas ain't been paying them no fucking attention because it wasn't cool y'all waited till it was cool and now you starting making these demands when it's like no go do your fucking research this shit is out here it's been out here you just mm-hmm. have to go searching for the shit like it's pr- you pr- probably not a good time now but like before this shit happens how many of y'all have been into your local comic book shops how many of y'all had actually gone in and like thumbed through the titles of black creators and black characters and Y'all haven't. And so you you can't get mad. Like, Google's a thing. Like, this ain't the 90s when we really had to go searching for this shit to find this stuff. Like, when it was all word of mouth and somebody telling you that this is a thing. Go Google it. Like, there's plenty of Google lists. I wrote one before of my, of my 10 favorite co- uh, black comic book characters. Like, they're, they're, they're out there. Go searching for them. And you can find this shit pretty easily mm-hmm. and support this stuff when it drops. Because DC, DC stepping back, because Milestone... And uh, Wildstorm all got absorbed into DC's main line. For DC to step back and say, we're going to give you Milestone back and give that's y'all a, that's editorial. A big deal. That's a big fucking deal to mm-hmm. have a predominantly black line out there and they get to control and tell their stories. That's huge. Support that shit if you care about this shit like you claim you do. And not only that, there, um, there are going to be some very interesting names, allegedly, tied to this to this um the rebirth of milestone so so when it returns like just just support it you know get out there and support it do it for phil lamar man hmm? 
Do it for Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Phil, the guy Phil, who's voiced like, every black character every, on the cartoon series ever. And, <laughs> and, most, and, most, and most white ones, too. I mean, And Lamar, Aquaman and Samurai Jack, nigga. Do it for yeah, Phil Lamar. Phil, Phil Lamar out here. Yeah. Phil Lamar been out here voicing, <laughs> voicing our favorite characters. He left Mad TV, got that bag, and did not look back for one, <laughs> for one fucking second. Like, get out here, support this shit, man. Fee, you got anything to add on this? I know this ain't your bag, but... Nah. <laughs> so, 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 Fee, what's your what's your interest with the with the um, where's your interest at with the Zack Snyder Justice League? You you into that? You you looking forward to that? Is he is he a new director or something? Just fill me in. Okay, oh so, shit! Oh, all right. So you about to, oh you yeah, about to get the tech. So that's, did, that's worth, did that's you worth did the you watch the Justice League movie that came out a couple years yes. ago? Okay, so did you watch Batman vs Superman: The Man of Steel? Yes. So Batman vs. Superman and Man of Steel were directed by Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder does not like Superman and has always been a Batman fan. He took the Superman movie so he could eventually direct Batman. That's why Superman's a lot different than most people remember him, although Henry Cavill is a good Superman. So See, man, we were talking about, the uh, I think it was the Batman vs. Superman and how... And that, did did he do? Did the Zack Snyder do do that too? Because yep. because mm-hmm. Superman got pieced up so quick, it, like it was all this build up for this fight for Superman to get washed in five minutes, and it made no sense that Batman is washing this man so quick. Like oh, well, we gonna get into that. We, that's, trust me, because I got I got. But this so, is so all now. If if that's the same dude, I don't know about that. <laughs> all right, so, all right. and just and just some, no. just a backstory. Zack Snyder did three hundred. Zack Snyder did the Watchmen. Watchmen so you yeah. you've probably seen his work before. I like the Watchmen, and I like the 300, too. So, like, the thing with Zack Snyder is he was, he put, so the reason Batman vs. Superman is so fucking convoluted is they took three uh, DC comic stories and tried to squash them into one movie. So, DC initially, they put the crumbs of a, of a cinematic universe, because uh, it wasn't going to happen while um, while Batman was under uh, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Wasn't going to happen. So, more backstory. In 2007, they were going to do a movie called Justice League Mortal, which they were going to have two Batmans in theaters for the first time uh, because Chris Nolan said, you cannot use my Batman. So, they cast Army Hammer to be Batman in this universe. DJ Catrona was Superman. Common was Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, Common was going to be Green Lantern in this movie. But the writer's strike happened, and so the movie ended up getting canceled. Uh, Dark Knight trilogy kicks off. They never look back. Man of Steel comes out. They want to make it more grounded, down to earth. That's why Chris Nolan's an executive producer. Zack Snyder directs that. They put LexCorp and a Wayne industry satellite in there, but they never quite acknowledged that Batman was a thing in this universe. So this is 2013. So Iron Man comes out, makes a billion dollars, and they're like, oh, fuck, we need a cinematic universe. So they rush Batman vs. Superman. So they they overestimated like what people wanted. And so they took uh, the Dark Knight Returns, which is uh, older Batman against a government agent, Superman. They took the Trinity storyline, which is Batman, Wonder Woman and Superman all fighting. And they took the death of Superman storyline and they mashed that shit up into one movie. And it made no fucking sense. Like none whatsoever. So the, the movie that we saw in theaters is, is almost three hours long. The movie that Zack Snyder want, wanted to put out is damn near four hours long. 
So if it takes you four hours to get your point across, maybe just maybe you don't I mean because because yeah, th- th- this isn't the Irishman for one for one thing. Like like break break them up and make like two different movies because they're like two three different movies in that, and that's why it made no sense because. None. Because like he he never like really established what the stakes were. He tried to force like a conflict between Batman and Superman, and it just didn't work. They just wanted to get to the DC wanted to get to the Justice League as quickly mm-hmm. as possible instead of just dropping the Justice League movie. Like they could have just dropped the just like in yeah. Order if for, you start off with Justice League, then, then split them apart. Yeah, then, yeah. So what they what they wanted to do was get to Justice League quickly, and so they had to introduce Superman, they had to introduce Wonder Woman, and they had to create this conflict. But when they saw the reaction to the movie, followed by the reaction of Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder had to, they gave Zack Snyder the option to leave because uh, I believe his daughter had just uh, died by suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he needed some time away. And so they brought in Joss Whedon to finish it. Joss Whedon, who directed the first two Avengers movies. They were like, well, hey, if anybody can wrangle a cinematic universe, it's it's this guy. And boy, were they wrong. I was wrong, too, because I applauded that. Yeah. Um, so that's how we end up with the Justice League that makes no sense in theater. So over the past three years, people have been online and it's mostly been like Jason Momoa, who is said, hey, Zack Snyder's version of this movie exists and you guys really should see it. And so there have been people online fighting for the past two, three years. And then finally, earlier this year, DC said, we're going to give Zack Snyder $30 million to finish this movie. So... They're going to let him take all the shots that he did. They're not letting him shoot any new footage, but they're letting him take everything that he did for the movie. And he's editing it together for four one-hour parts. So it's going to come out as an episodic version of his version of Justice League. So it's going to be four one-hour parts to create his version of the movie. So is that going to erase the one that came out of theaters then? That, all right. Yeah, so, yes, so yes. That, that, um, that's a good question because that's where we're going. <laughs> Because he, he, okay, so here are some things that were supposed to happen in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, because in, in the Justice League movie that we got in theater, you get basically the the lieutenant to like the big boss, like you get um Steppenwolf. Yep. Um, but in Zack Snyder's, we, we were gonna get you know the, the big boss, and also we're um, there, there was supposed to be the introduction of Martian Manhunter, we're supposed to have Green Lantern in there. Superman was supposed to come back from dead in the black suit. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Death of Superman comic where he's like in the black suit. So there was going to be a lot in this Justice League movie and people were really like longing for that. But to me, two things can be true. That Joss Whedon did what Joss Whedon does and he played it really safe. But at the same time, I think Justice League was was just doomed from the start because Zack Snyder like with no nuance if it like snapped him up beside, up aside the head, you know, so he, he tries to pack too much into these movies. Like he doesn't know how to, like how to build, how to build things up. Like he's just like, I want everybody on 10. I want to pack it. He had like, there was a video that Ronnie sent me where basically it describes Zack Snyder's shooting style. And he lives for these big moments that look great on screen, mm-hmm. like Superman flying for the first time in man of steel. Like that mm-hmm. looks great on screen, but he doesn't know how to put shit around that to make that right. worth it. Like he it's just a bunch of shit happening, and then you get this big epic so, moment, and then a bunch so of so he kind of like so he like Michael Bay. Yes, it's but funny that you mentioned that because yeah. guess guess who Michael Bay's friend was in college and also college roommate. 
It was Zack Snyder. <laughs> that one as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so for like for DC, why don't they just take their time? Like Marvel's cinematic universe didn't just pop overnight. Like they took their time and they built it and they developed characters over several so, movies. I'll take those. Yeah. I was like, like, yeah. Go ahead. So the the reason that Mar so the thing with DC and Marvel is Marvel has big characters. DC has big storylines. So one of my old uh, managers, um, when I worked at Academy Sports, he had this DC character encyclopedia that had like every character from DC Comics from like the its inception up through like when he bought it in like the early 2000s. And so the majority of characters in there were Green Lanterns. Like DC, when they just need to create a random character they can kill off, they just create a mm -hmm. random fucking Green Lantern. And so Marvel, they, they had to do that because... At the time, you go back to 2007, the three biggest Marvel properties are Spider-Man, X-Men, uh, Fantastic Four. Like, bar none, no question. Tony Stark was an alcoholic that nobody liked. Captain America was frozen, constantly getting his powers taken. The Hulk was uh, just kind of out there. Like, he, they didn't know if he was going to be good or bad. Ant-Man and Watch, nobody really gave a fuck about. So their biggest properties, they didn't have access to. Marvel had two things happen that that made them super lucky. The first of which being they had Kevin Feige, who it was on set for the first two X-Men movies, which is why the first two X-Men movies look completely different from X3. Like he's a legit comic book nerd. So mm -hmm. he's read comics and he, he, he knows how to shepherd stories. He comes to them uh, while Marvel was in bankruptcy. And Tom Cruise drops out of wanting to be Iron Man. Because initially it was supposed to be a Tom Cruise driven project. And he said, nah, I don't want to be tied to this. So they get lucky. Robert Downey Jr. is coming off a of rehab. They low, they lowball him. So they're able to make this movie for relatively cheap. And they had a good director in Jean Favreau to create this film to launch this universe. But so they had no choice. DC's problem is. If you take away DC's three biggest heroes, their three biggest properties, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, who can they make a movie about? Like, people know Iron Man, they know Captain America, they know the Incredible Hulk, but do people really know Green Lantern? First of all, but, which but, Green Lantern are you talking about? Exactly. I, I feel like this is where DC is starting to, like, make a, make a shift into the right direction, because they realize that they are in a place that Marvel isn't. Basically, DC slash Warner Brothers, they realize we have all of our characters under one roof. So instead of this shared universe, let's just drop movies. Like, well, the, so like, the other who, thing. Who, who, like, like, let me get this off. Like, who would have thought a movie about Joker would be nominated for like an Oscar? Like, who would have thought that? So they, they just realize, okay, we, we, we may get to that shared universe later, but for right now, let's just drop movies. Like one of their most popular movies was Shazam. Like, so, so now they just realize, like, hey, let's, let's just drop movies. And we also, and also they don't have to be beholden to like a certain like look or feel because they don't necessarily make movies for kids. I mean, they can, but they don't have to. So they can play around with things more so than, than Marvel can. I starting, I think they're starting to realize, like, hey, let's just let's just make movies and right. let's worry about the universe later. Right. But the other point of that is, uh, Fee, to your question, <clears throat> Marvel has all these big characters, so they can just throw movies out. DC has better storylines, though. 
So DC stories play out better over TV shows than they do in a movie because mm. how can you take a Crisis on Infinite Earths and turn that? They did a pretty decent job of it in the show, but that that like spanned a bunch of different titles. So it's hard to. So that's why like Marvel's TV shows haven't worked. Like the Netflix stuff was was all right, but really it was Daredevil, the first half of Luke Cage, and the rest of that shit was ass. And then mm. the Defenders joint, but DC has successfully launched. Uh, TV series after TV series because they have all these different stories they can draw on. Like, for example, they took Green Arrow and made that into a hit TV series all because they could just take B-level Batman stories and give them to Green Arrow. Like, the first four seasons of Green Arrow are B-level Batman stories. Yeah, it's just Batman. Except the island. Like, the island thing is Green Arrow's thing. But outside of that, all of that shit is B-level Batman stuff. And it worked because they have all these different stories going back to the ni- to 1937 that they can use and they just modernize them and hand them off to different characters. So with DC and have, have you seen uh, you seen in any of the uh, cartoon movies like Justice League War, Atlantis, Flashpoint Paradox? OK, uh, probably the last, I only like I normally only watch uh, Batman DC movies like I just watched. Uh, what is that one? They used to always come on Cartoon Network with the Joker yeah, yeah. in it. Oh, um, the Mask of Phantasm. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. I like, I watch because the Batman cartoon movies is really good. And they okay, so so let me cut in really quick before we take it back to AJ. Um, I because I think it comes on this weekend. If you want to see what Batman versus Super Superman was supposed to be, I think um the Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two comes on Adult Swim tomorrow night, and it is it's amazing yes. so if you if you if you can catch that catch that because you at the end you get that batman versus superman fight and you're like oh this is what it was supposed to be so yeah. but yeah watch, watch that if you can yeah so the so the what dc should have done was after man of steel they should have just went straight to justice league mm-hmm. because everybody knows the justice league you didn't they didn't need to because it's hard to do a flash movie especially when you got flash on tv doing pretty well it's really hard to do a cyborg movie because cyborg just got promoted to the justice league from the like cyborg never had his own solo title i think prior to like six or seven years ago so Mm cyborg has been a hero since the 80s but he's never had his own solo title um it's hard to do a movie about him wonder woman that movie actually worked but it's hard for them to do movies about because green lantern flopped that shit was fucking ass even with ryan reynolds in it that shit was fucking terrible like so what they should have done was just done so if you get a chance, uh, this is for anybody listening to this, watch the DC Animated Universe uh, film Justice League War. Justice League War. And it is yes. a take on the New 52 where they rebooted the entire universe. And so just to give you some background on New 52, Superman was the world's first superhero. Batman had existed prior, but he didn't become public until he had been operating for five years before Superman became a thing. But no one knew who he was till after Superman came out as a hero. So this movie starts off with uh, Green Lantern in Gotham City hunting for hunting for one of Darkseid's parademons. And he ends up running into Batman. And to make a long story short, they formed the Justice League over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of the it's one of the best DC like the whole universe they built around that is what the movie should have been. And that's and that's how they could have okay. So Superman could have went straight into Justice League with like maybe like the the mother boxes. Like they're they're searching for the mother boxes. Like there there was baseline for that to to launch that based off Superman because Superman is public now. Yep. Like Superman is out there. So of course like that's going to attract you know people. So they could have had the Justice League form around that conflict. 
And you could have had the conflict. You could have set up Batman versus Superman later. You could have had the conflict of them two. No, nah, because like, you never, you you know, you didn't need that. Nah, you, you didn't. Did but I'm saying that. if you wanted to do that, it could have been done. You could have yeah. had the same way they simmered Civil War for from the time those two met in Avengers through mm-hmm. when did Civil War come out? 2016. But but that's a good point because those threads were always there. But they try to start conflict like within that movie and it did not work yeah nah because when at the beginning of a batman vs superman when you got batman running through the city in loafers i'm like no nigga if batman existed when zod happened he would have been out he'd have been somewhere waiting on the inevitable mm-hmm. collateral damage to happen because bat and ben affleck's batman is a paranoid motherfucker that's why i love batfleck but so for for Zack snyder's justice league i'm i'm under no illusions that this is going to be some grandiose project that is going to be great i do think it'll be better than the shit josh whedon put out but all i care about is that i get more batfleck that is it okay bat batfleck to me is the best live action batman that we have had far none keaton is keaton is second Stephen amell was really second but that's a whole other story um not nah, i mean he he's up there but 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 keaton is is like the clear and, and to me and to me it's not even second it's like one a and one b it's like what, whatever however i'm feeling listen, that when day. i when i heard kevin conroy the dude who is vo- <coughs> the dude who we the batman the animated series voice the dude who bro- who made batman basically what he is in the modern incarnation like outside of uh the bat uh the the dark knight returns comic issue which influenced batman the animated series when he said batfleck is the Batman? That was all I need to hear. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it, but that was confirmation for me because that's the dude who they modeled that after. Like, mm-hmm. for me, it, it's it's part. It, which leads us into the next point. <sighs> Matt Reeves, the Batman film. Fee, did you watch the trailer for uh, the Batman movie? Yeah, I watched it. What'd you think? Man, I don't be knowing what to think because I don't. I just, <laughs> I just, it was like all tra- to me. All trailers are mostly the same. Like a lot of action and highlights. I don't. I, I really just take them with a grain of salt. Honestly, I just. I, I, I mean, you know, we just we, we want to give you a voice on your. <laughs> oh no! Nah, I just I like when it comes to these like trailers. Like I'm more in tune with Marvel universe than I am with with DC because DC that just doesn't. They don't really move me on the movie tip how i think they could so 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 let me add the the backstory for this one so initially batfleck um was going to direct and star his own movie um they i think at the end of justice league they kind of play on that they were going to have him um basically follow around um it, it was basically going to be, he described it as a cat and mouse movie between him and like Slade Wilson. And if you don't know who Slade Wilson is, he's a popular. That's true. Like, Think Teen yeah, Titans. Deathstroke. Yeah, he's he's a popular um, DC villain slash anti-hero, if you want to call him that sometimes. But um, basically, um, Ben Affleck's Batman was going to go up against this character. Um, for personal reasons, Ben Affleck had to drop out. Um DC was basically basically him dealing with his alcoholism. He Mm -hmm. he had an interview. He said somebody read the script and they said, man, you're going to relapse if you have to play this character and do this movie Mm -hmm. and direct it. And he said, you know, and it was somebody close to him. He's fresh off a divorce. And he's like, you know what? You're right. So he bowed out of the Batman role. That's the official story. Mm -hmm. So then they were approached by Matt Freeze fresh off the, um, the planet of the apes trilogy, which I, fire typically 
typically I could not care less about you know these movies, but they were amazing. Like the especially the like the last two movies, just just phenomenal. So he what Matt Reeves wanted to do is like take a different approach. He wanted to take a younger Batman. And he wanted to do something that we know in the comics, but haven't seen on screen and have Detective Batman story. So that's why he sought out a younger Batman. The, the three candidates were Aaron Taylor Johnson, also known as Kick-Ass, Nicholas Holt, who was the Beast. Beast. And um, what, else, what, what, what else was Nicholas Holt in? I, don't, uh, I only know him as Beast in, in the, it, the rebooted X-Men. Yeah. And then AJ's favorite. <laughs> the guy from Twilight, Robert Robert Pattinson, aka so, the new, aka the sparkly vampire from Twilight. So Robert Pattinson and Nick Holt flew in to see Matt Reeves. They they did a screen test. Robert Pattinson got it. So the story in this movie is you have a year two Batman. This is Batman's second year. Jim Gordon isn't even commissioner yet. He's still a detective. Um, there's a murder in Gotham. The suspects are Batman villains, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, and I feel like, oh, um, Falcone, Carmine Falcone. Those are the those are the suspects of this murder. So it's a detective story underneath a Batman movie. And Bat young Batman has to figure out who is committing these murders because it's tied directly to his past. So that's the Batman. And also, let me let me get this in. AJ, did you pick up on the Court of Owls reference? Yep. Which which is one of my favorite Batman stories, by the way. So I'm really excited about that. That has to be. And um, by the way, Matt Reeves is in a trilogy. So to me, that has to be the final movie. I'm I'm going to tell you why I got a little bit of an issue with the Court of Owls reference. Because there's a, an important Batman sidekick you have to bring in. If if they're going to. If. Because he's uh, in the New 52. Um He's heavily involved in the Court of Owls and, and even in Rebirth. Like, he's mm. heavily... You're going to have to bring in Grayson. And I do mm. not feel like this Batman is going to work... Is going to do justice to the Batman-Dick Grayson relationship. I don't... I actually feel like this Batman would be better as Dick Grayson. If you don't know, Dick Grayson is the first Robin and Nightwing and my favorite superhero. Okay, so my counter-argument to that. The, the Batman we see in this movie is somewhere between 27 and 30. They do another Batman when he's like 35. Then we get another, the final Batman after that, a bit older. You still don't think? I don't think, he, Patterson? I don't think he grows into that role, man. So, so let me get to people why I have an issue with him as Batman, right? So <clears throat> to me, so there was one thing that Bale was lacking as Batman. Like Bale to me is the second worst Batman. It ain't even one thing that he was lacking. Bale was ass in the role. No, he um, was terrible. He was ass in the role. Like that, that. Let's just be clear. He may have had the best Batman movie, but that nigga stunk as Batman. He was a decent Bruce Wayne, but that nigga was ass as Batman. And it's the thing that Batfleck brought to this. So the reason I was so excited for Batfleck was because older Batman and the one thing we have yet to see in a Batman movie outside of Batman and Robin, which was fucking terrible. With the worst Batman, George Clooney, <laughs> we have yet to see the Bat Family. The Bat Family is his Robin. So depending on which continuity you're in, you're in there are four or five Robins. There are a bunch of Bat Girls. And you have a bunch of Bat themed people around the world who help Batman like do Batman shit in other cities. Batman Incorporated. But for the most part, there are four main Robins. 
Dick Grayson, the first one, who later becomes Nightwing. Jason Todd, who is murdered by Joker and later becomes Red Hood. Tim Drake, who is the only other person that Ra's al Ghul has ever called detective and probably as smart as Batman, uh, later becomes Red Robin and then Drake, which is a fucking stupid hero name. And uh, Batman's son with Ra's al Ghul's daughter, uh, Damien, who is uh, a, between a nine and 13 year old ninja who can kill anybody. And get, su- and get Superman-like superpowers for like three issues in the comic book, which is really weird. But those four. The main thing with Batman's... And you get you you get Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, uh, Cassandra Cain, spoiler. No, Stephanie Brown, spoiler. Cassandra Cain as Orphan or Black Bat. You get Lucius Fox as Batwing. Kate Kane as Batwoman. All these Bat-themed people, right? The main thing that they have in common is, for the most part, they hate Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like, they absolutely despise Batman. So, like, just going over his his sidekicks, Dick Grayson falls out with Batman. That's how he becomes Nightwing. He actually becomes Nightwing after talking to Superman um, in the initial comic books because uh, Nightwing was originally, like, Krypton's version of Batman. So, in order to honor the person he likes, uh, Superman, and his mentor, he becomes Nightwing. But for the most part, he don't fuck with Bruce. Like, Bruce wants him to, to be him, but Dick is like, I can't do it. I'm not you. Yeah, matter of fact, his his rebirth run, like issue one, is called Better Than Batman. Yeah. So that goes to show you, yeah. Like, yeah, they 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 have like a uh, Jason Todd, who Bruce Wayne let die, and co- mm-hmm. has come back to life and is now a murderous vigilante. Tim Drake, who is probably the closest thing the world has to Batman, minus the uh, the, the the trauma issues, but Batman does not acknowledge or think of him as his heir in any way, shape, or form. And then Damian Wayne, who is just uh, who's Batman's son and is crazy as shit. They all have their own issues with Bruce, but Bruce can call on them at any given moment and they'll march to Bruce's fight. It takes a special kind of person to play that role. To me, Batfleck had that. Like the scene with Wonder Woman in Justice League where he pushes her to the brink knowing that she could kill him. That to me is like that takes a special kind of actor to bring out that level of intensity. See, I, 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 I like okay. So, so, and, and let's acknowledge this. You, you have been doing a lot of trolling, but, but there, there's something serious underneath here, and I finally figured it out. It's because you, more so than I, you are really into the Bat Family. Yes, like really into the Bat Family. Yes, it's particularly like, like the the Robins, how how they evolve and how they. Um, march out and become heroes. That's on their the best own, part. Right? Of, that's the best so, part of the Batman mythos to me. Exactly. Exactly. So, with with you, you can't envision a year one Batman growing into something like because because basic and, and and basically you you just don't see this particular actor. And all right, so so this particular actor was picked to portray a certain iteration of Batman. Correct. And for that. You can't see him becoming the Batman that that basically you like, which is the um, the the asshole father of the Bat family. Right. Well, not okay. only, not oh, only I, I get it. Now. Not only the asshole father of the Bat family, but the dude that can make superpowered people flinch. Like if you watching Batman, like particularly like I love Young Justice. Watch Young Justice and see the way that Batman just makes other heroes around him just so uncomfortable. And he's probably the weakest dude in the room unless Green Arrow's there. Like, he's always the least powered one in the room, but he'd be making them superpower people, like, legitimately, like, like, wait a minute. And and it, and he's so calm when he does it. And that's what I loved about Batfleck is he was so intense, but he was so calm 
all while doing that. And I just don't see Battinson being able to do that unless you are just going to ignore that facet of Batman. And it's like, okay, cool. But to me, that's not the Batman that I care about. Like the detective right. stuff is to, cool. To, but to, to counter argument, like my counter argument is, and, and I don't blame for you for this, but you haven't seen Robert Pattinson in enough movies to realize that he's a really good actor. No, I know he's a really good actor. So, I know he is. That's why I said he should play I, Nightwing. So I... Because I want Nightwing done right. That's my favorite hero. I need that movie done correctly. No, so, I, I, I get it too. If he's a good actor, you don't. why you don't think he can grow into the role? I don't think he can grow into that specific part. And I, I'll give you my example of this, right? So, And I know it's year one Batman. But the scene where he's punching the clown eight times, ten times, and he goes, I'm vengeance. And I, like, the punching was cool, but that the line delivery didn't give me like, oh, this nigga knows he can fuck up anybody. Because this is, du- this is this is a dude who isn't, I, and I know, and I know, and I know you don't want to. You say you don't want to see that, but this is a dude who isn't a good hero yet. Yeah, no. Hey, look, be- because if, if because wrong, because the, wrong, the, bat, the, the 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 bat, the Batman you and I know the Bat Black would have would have cleared him in one punch. And that line would have made everybody else run. That's my thing. Like the line delivery, but they, but they were then, petrified though. Yeah, he punched the juggalo. But, but ain't if he if he a uh, year one Batman ain't year he just two. out there year like two. ain't he just flexing ain't, like so he ain't really known. So I mean, yeah. if he been out there for two years, he kind of known. I mean, but so here's my so my my point is saying that he would be a better Nightwing is this. Whenever Nightwing has to become Batman, he's done it a couple times in the comic books and in in a couple of the animated movies. The first thing people say is you're not going to fool anybody's Batman because the one thing that Dick Grayson lacks and he learned this early is I'm not as crazy as that motherfucker is like he the mission is all he gives a fuck about. Nightwing is trying to fuck hoes. He's trying to have fun, ride his motorcycle, do detective work, maybe beat a couple villains asses. But he's not that dude. Like he's the one who he's the one that people like. Like people will do a solid for Batman if Nightwing asks if they don't fuck with Batman. Like he's the friendly one of the group. And so that's why I said Batman would because when he when I saw him in the movie, I just didn't see that. Like even in early iterations of Batman, at least in the comics and the films, even if he's unsure of himself, you see the intensity. He never loses that intensity. And I just don't see the intensity. Well, he was being drawn by Frank Miller, so that's nothing but intense. But but well well the story was being written. But you know, but all right, so I actually have a good nightwing for you, and you're gonna hate it worse than than Patterson. Who? Timothy Chalamet. I don't know who the fuck that is. Let me look this shit up. <laughs> all right, hold I on, actually hold on, hold I on. actually liked uh Glenn from The Walking Dead as uh as Nightwing. Uh Timothy Yoon or Steven Yoon. I love that one. Yeah. Hold on. I'm I'm pulling up Timothy Chalamet for you right now. And like he he would he would be excellent as Nightwing and you're gonna hate it. That's that's Timothy Chalamet. What the fuck has he been in? I don't I don't think I've seen him in anything. So I can't oh, he's say gonna, that, I can't say that I would hate it. He's he's been he's been in a few like um like oh, I see he was in Interstellar. I didn't see that. Yeah. Bird. I didn't see that. And he's he's gonna be in Dune that comes out in like. Oh, December. that I knew I'd heard that. Now I don't know why I thought he was an older actor. I mean I wouldn't hate it. I'll tell you who be who was gonna be a perfect Damian Wayne, but now he's too old for it. Yeah, he's too old. Five from uh Umbrella Academy. Who yeah. that nigga was gonna be perfect. Yeah. Oh, I wish they'd they'd let that shit happen so bad. Cause I actually had a really good idea for what Batflex Batman movie should have been about. Fuck the detective shit. And it's really simple. We know that a Robin died. 
we know that they retconned that that was not Dick Grayson when uh, when the Nightwing movie got greenlit. So my idea for the movie was somebody steals Jason Todd's remains, put him in a Lazarus pit. Batman, no, noticing the remains are gone, goes crazy trying to find them. It's it's the same thing that happened in the Tower of Babel storyline where his parents remains removed and Batman like uncharacteristically could not figure out everything that was going on in the world because he had this one job of trying to get uh, this person he cared about's remains back. He does the same thing, finds Jason Todd alive. Uh, Red Hood pops up in the city, starts killing people. Batman confronts him, finds out it's Jason Todd, gets his ass kicked because of guilt. Now he has to call in Barbara Gordon, Tim Drake, Dick Grayson, all people he drove away because of his craziness and get them to bring Jason back in. And then we find out Damien's alive at the end of the movie. Fire Batfleck movie. But either yeah. way, I know I've trolled a lot about Battinson. He's just not, he's just, I don't think he's going to embody Batman. I don't think he's going to grow into that role. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I know he's a good actor. Well, but you've already admitted you're not going to admit that you're wrong. If, if you're hold, wrong. Hold, hold on, hold on. Was I not against Batfleck as Ben Affleck when that was announced? We, we were, because you and I, like, we... We, we had, both was like, hell no. We had, we had a day on Twitter when that like, dropped. Like, we was both mad as shit when, that, when we found that out. And and when and when I saw it, I was like, oh, no, that's Batman. Yeah. Like, that. that's perfect. He, he had Bruce Wayne and Batman down pat. Like, he, for me, he t- for me is is to that role what Tom Holland is for Spider-Man. Like he's perfect as both. Like I don't I don't need to see anything else. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I don't feel like I'm gonna be wrong about this. I feel like you are man. I never feel like you're gonna be wrong about something. I, I I'll admit when I when I'm not hundred percent sure about something. I say I could be wrong. I'll say that. I just don't feel like I'm gonna be wrong about this. I feel like they're going to forego that facet of his character. I, I genuinely do. I'll tell you what they should do as opposed to the Court of Owls. This would be the perfect Batman to do Hush with. He would be perfect for Hush. I still want to see Court of Owls. I want to see the Court of Owls, too. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I, no, Court of Owls, I think, is going to be a great storyline because it involves his parents being involved in the corruption, which was uh-huh. the Easter egg for that. But I feel like a Hush movie, maybe they do that second round, second time around. But yeah. Hush, if you don't know the Hush story, go look. Don't watch the DC Animated Universe version because it's not going to do it enough justice because mm-hmm. they they changed up who Hush is. Mm-hmm. Go read the Batman Hush storyline. And I that's one of the, the best Batman storylines. Go read that shit. Like, just go Wikipedia. Do, do a Wikipedia article if you don't feel like reading the comic book. Do that shit. Now, yeah. what uh, movie y'all said I need to watch? The, um, Justice, Justice League War. You said Justice League War. Yep. Which, is this a, a Apocalypse Dark or whatever? No, or that's Justice that's League. the last movie. So Justice League War. So they did a whole cinematic universe of movies. So it's Justice League War, Justice League, uh, Throne of Atlantis. Um, it starts with Throne, Just- Throne of Atlantis is raw too, but yeah. yeah. Uh, um, they, Justice League versus Teen Titans, I think. Justice League. Are they versus- on a? Are they on a DC app? The DC Universe. So, what what is all on this? Hold on, let me pull up the DC Universe app right now. What is all on there? I know, uh, uh, Apocalypse War is on there, but as far as the movies that are on there that are from the DC animated universe, so from this universe that's on there, it is. Excuse me, Son of Batman. Batman vs. Robin, 
Wonder Woman Bloodlines, Death of Superman, The Reign of Superman, Justice League versus The Fatal Five, and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So you would need, really, you would need the three, the other three Justice League movies, Justice League War, uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, and um, Justice League versus Teen Titans. Oh, and Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. But all the Batman-focused movies... Oh, Batman versus Hush, too. Because that's on there. Uh, Batman Hush. That's on there, too. But most of the Batman movies are focused on Damien. Which, I love Damien as a character, but it gets kind of annoying after, like, the third movie. It's like, yeah, all right, man, yeah. we, we get it. You're a ninja and you have daddy issues. Like, come the fuck on, man. You sound, you're like Naruto, but willing to kill. <laughs> Minus the jutsu. But no, Damien is raw. Like, when he's first introduced, like, that, he's fucking ill. But then after the next few movies, it's like, all right, nigga, I get it. But yeah, um, Justice, League, Justice League War. If you can find that or Flashpoint Paradox when they reset the universe, those movies. But that'll give you a good idea of what the Justice League movie... They could have just started out with that and been perfectly fine. Uh, Fee, you ever seen that clip of Green Lantern getting punched by the monster and then getting jumped by them niggas? Yeah, Green Lantern's like, I got this, and then... He's like, hold back, Green Lantern's got this, and then he gets punched, and then the monsters start beating that nigga ass? That's from Justice League War. So, like, HBO Max got all this stuff. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're actually going to kill the DC Universe app and move all of that stuff to HBO Max, so... Oh, I'm about to cancel this DC Universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only reason I still have DC Universe so I can rewatch Young Justice, but Young Justice and the Titan series are moving to DC Universe anyway. So I mean, are moving to HBO Max anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm mad because they did. I I, they didn't email me when they had the promotion. If you had DC Universe uh, at the end of June, you had a chance to get for a promotion to get HBO Max for four ninety nine. Ah. And I'm one of the few people that didn't get the email, but the promotion was live on my app, but I never go to that section of the app. And then I seen it and it was like expired. I was like, you motherfuckers. No, I would have had to contact customer service or something. Like you, like you bitch ass niggas. Nah, you, I, you, you're the only person I know with DC Universe. So they should have yeah. gave me first. Yeah. Like I had the app when it first dropped. Like I'm, I've been, right. lo I've been loyal to these motherfuckers. <laughs> like it's like me and four other niggas with DC Universe right now. <laughs> <laughs> like don't nobody fuck with that app but me and I only got it for Young Justice like well, well Titans Titans is the reason I got it but Titans and Young Justice are the only reasons I have it. like that's it and if the minute Young Justice gets moved to HBO Max uh, I'm, I'm canceling my DC Universe app even though you can still read all the comic books on there and they got all the TV shows on there too like they got the Birds of Prey TV series like, the Birds of Prey TV series is about Batman disappearing from Gotham and him and uh, Catwoman's daughter um, popping up and working with Barbara Gordon. And se season two was supposed to feature John Le uh, John Stamos as Nightwing. And I'm so glad that didn't happen. I'm so glad that didn't happen. I'm so glad that they canceled that series before that shit had the chance to occur. But yeah, it's actually, it's a, it's a pretty decent series. It's uh, They got Black Canary, Huntress... <clears throat> And actually, I think, yeah, Huntress is uh, Batman's daughter. And they got Catwoman and Oracle and uh, somebody else on there. But yeah, it's actually a, it was a decent series for his time. I think that shit came out in like 99. Yeah. So, and they got, yeah, they got some of the old movies on there. But yeah, you might as well just get HBO Max. Just get HBO Max. You don't, you don't, you don't need that. Um, 
Man, we got anything else? Nah, that's it. Uh, Takashi Six Nine is gonna die shortly. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I don't like putting death in the air, but this nigga just went to uh, O Block, and I, I was in this battle rap group, and I scrolled past, and he tagged Lil Durk on his Instagram post, like uh, R.I.P. to Lil Durk's cousin that died here on O Block. Like this nigga, and he just made a video taunting Lil Reese. You remember when Reese uh, shitted on himself? He just made a video probably like two days ago taunting Lil Reese. About him shitting on himself. So, uh, oh no, yeah, he, he fucking with all the uh, with the real killers from Chicago. So he's he not gonna be around here too he gotta, long. He gotta realize the first time he tried to like pull um, Keith out the hole. Keith was like, "Nah, I know this dude is 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 intent. Like, like he got the hip hop police behind him, but yeah. he's, he's really not. Pro- he's not protected anymore, so he shouldn't be. Moving I mean, he like got that. security, but." I mean, he got security, but you know what I mean. Like he's not. Hey, as 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 a nigga once said, is the niggas gonna die for you? Right, Ray. What you, Ray? What are you talking about? Are you talking about uh, the Birds of Prey series? Is that was that? What what are, what are you asking about? You do not need to seek out the Birds of Prey. Series. Yeah, don't don't. It was cool for his time, but you don't need to watch that, bro. That's like that old. That's like that Mortal Kombat live action series that used to come on the WB. When it had Kung Lao action series, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I remember the cartoon. No, nah, they had a live action series. It used to come on the WB. It starred uh, Kung Lao, and uh, it was like the the clan of Sub Zero ninjas and shit. Hold on, let me look this shit up. Yeah, that sounds awful. Like that shit, I just remember that shit coming on. Like, hold on, can I get HBO Max on the PS4? Oh wait, well, I don't think so. Oh, yes, I can. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, you can? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, no, nah, this shit was called Mortal Kombat Conquest. It ran from 98 to 99, and it was about Kung Lao, the original Kung Lao, and he was fighting with these two unknown warriors, and, uh, yeah, Shang Tsung was in it. Raiden and Shao Kahn was played by the same nigga. Um... But yeah, it was like they had the all the you know Sub Zero and Scorpion ninjas, but them niggas had like leather, leather ninja outfits, and it was like yeah, I don't, I don't remember this. It was placed back in like medieval times and shit. Now this shit used to come on on the WB like super early in the morning. I used to like uh, I used to wake up early in the morning sometimes and watch that shit before school. Yeah, it looks awful. No, nah, no, nah, it was that shit was terrible even back then. But <laughs> like you know, back in the day when you had cable, you wake up at like five in the morning, you ain't got but like four options to watch. It's like infomercials, <laughs> some 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 TV show that they won't air during normal times, and like Cinemax, nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm li- I'm li- looking through the images right yeah, now. Yeah, nah, that shit was that shit was trash, but uh, like it was a thing. Yeah, I'm glad I missed out on that. Yeah, nah, that that like, I actually we we uh I used to I used to wake up in the morning in the summertime and watch that shit uh, feel when we lived at Greenfield Station. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't remember that. Or maybe vaguely, but I don't remember watching it. Man, you know you used to be able to sleep through anything. We had bunk beds in the basement, and so like I I could get up early, cut on the TV, and he'd be like knocked out. Or like late at night, like he might fall asleep earlier than me, and I'd just be up like watching random shit. And then, cause like this was like when show when when Showtime was like Channel Four or some shit. So even though we ain't had a cable box in our room, we could get like Showtime and Cinemax. So like that's I used to watch Starship Troopers whenever it was on, like late at night or early in the morning. It's random shit about me. But anyways, 
It's been Politics as Usual, episode 31. Please follow us on Twitch. Twitch, please. Please. Twitch. We don't ask y'all for much. Just follow we us on Twitch. We ain't asking you to subscribe. You ain't got to spend no money. Just create you a Twitch app. Hit follow. And that's it. You don't got to do shit else. We're we taking care all of the rest. That's all you got to do. Like, it's, it's easy. If you fuck with us, please follow us on Twitch. Please. And watch us on Twitch, too. We would appreciate that, too. The world is going to Twitch. It is. And we're we trying to follow. Logic you know, is on there. Right we, don't even, we don't even like Logic, but Logic is on Twitch. Come on, y'all man. like us more than y'all like Logic. I mean, I would hope so. We don't talk about being mixed constantly. <laughs> Joe Budden doesn't hate us. He might if he knew us, but he doesn't hate us. Uh, he, he would definitely hate you, AJ. Probably. I, I, simply because you like his music, he will hate you. Oh, yeah. He, hate, he hates his music fans. Like, like he, he hates his fans. But to be fair, I haven't listened to a Joe Budden album in God knows how long. So Good. Please keep it that way. I, I, don't, hate, I don't hate living. So, you know. Yeah. That music he, did is- try to, he, he did try to release like that, like that real pop album, like back in. Oh like, God, no love lost. Yeah, no love lost. Oh yeah. no, I actually did listen to Never Broke Again the other day, and I was like, "What the fuck was this nigga thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one with Wiz and French. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, man. and that she don't yeah. put it down with Lil Wayne, like nigga. No, this is Bro, not- it's bad. It's bad when my favorite artists wind up with songs with Joe Button. Like, Wiz, what are you doing over here with this nigga? Bro? And then they There's shot no they shot that shit in the high school gym trying to make it seem like it was NBA shit. Like, you cheap-ass nigga. You should have <laughs> called this NCAA. If like, <laughs> 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 it came up with an acronym for that, nigga. But yeah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, that album was... was, was it actually had a couple joints on it, but overall, the album was mid. Like, nah. If it, if, if it ain't depressed, I don't want to hear what Joe Budden's talking about. And since I'm not depressed, I, that means I don't want to hear what Joe... Rage in the Machine was, was good, but... I don't like the title, so I'm never going to listen to that. Well, HBO. the reason it was called that was because he was changing his name to Rage, and A-Rab was, was uh, the machine. So they were I'm, supposed to be Rage in the Machine as a group, and that was supposed to be their debut album. But his manager made him change it at the last minute because he said, no one cares who Rage is. People know who Joe Budden is. Yeah, and that's a terrible rap name. So it's his, a cool, his manager knows best. It's a cool group concept. I mean, it's better than what he was going to be called before he went by his real name, which was Mouse, I think. Yeah, Mouse Budden. Like, come on, man. But anyways, we out this motherfucker. Catch y'all next time. One. (laughs) Yeah, you really did. One. (laughs)